Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Morning again, everybody. This morning we're going to talk about something that we don't want, something that God doesn't want either, something that uh, we yearn for all of our lives and our hearts, though when we're young we kind of go after it, something that God has worked tirelessly to overcome since the beginning. It is something that Jesus works on in our lives every day. And that something is separation. God did not design us to be separated from one another or from Him. Think about babies and their moms. Moms, think about that explosion of love in your heart. The profound connection between husband and wife. In fact, the whole story of God, Jesus, and us is really about God's yearning and working to end the separation that sin causes between us and between us and God. Our scripture passages today say it very clearly. In our Old Testament reading, God asked a question through the prophet Jeremiah. Am I a God at hand, declares the Lord, and not a God far away? Another translation simplifies it. I am a God who is everywhere. God's yearning for intimate relationship with us and his battle against separation is so much a part of who he naturally is that theologians assigned a special word to it. God is imminent. Not imminent, i.e., something about to happen, or eminent i.e. famous, but I-M-M-A-N-E-N-T. God is, by His very nature, always present, always there, always close, always intimate, never separated from us. The ancient repeating story of salvation says it again and again. God came down in the garden to walk in friendship with Adam and Eve. He came down through a burning bush, pillars of fire, manna in the desert, commandments, blessing, promises, promises fulfilled to help his people get along with each other and with him. God was willing to travel through the desert with his people in a giant tent, the tabernacle. I wonder if he would have stayed if they'd gone to Odessa. I don't know. Once they settled down in one place, God did too, in the temple. And even as his people went their own way again and again, he sent his prophets to call them back from separation again and again. In that big picture story, can you sense the story of your own life, of God always being there, calling you again and again as you went your own way, trying to end that separation. Ultimately, God's yearning against our separation from Him is so strong that He came down physically in Jesus to erase the barrier of sin once and for all, and His ultimate residing place is not 
the tabernacle, the desert, the temple. It's in us, in our hearts. It's an incredible journey to end separation. Because we can't end the separation of sin, God did. And not just way back then on the cross, but in our lives today. Jesus is our example, our teacher, our guide in the battle against separation from God and from one another. Our New Testament passage from Paul's letter to the Hebrews says this, if we don't want to be separated from God and from other people, you must run the race looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. Jesus grounds and perfects faith in a very particular and ultimate way, summarized in just three words by St. Paul, Jesus endured the cross. Jesus is our friend, a kind and loving shepherd, but to become that gentle companion, Jesus had to endure the horrible reality of crucifixion and death, because the separation of sin between us and God and between each other is so very wide, and we are so very unable to cross it on our own. So God did it Himself, sacrificing Himself, in a sense, in Jesus. And Jesus leaves no mystery about how He wants us to end separation in our lives. The Sermon on the Mount, the parables He told, the commands He gave all point to one way to live, with mercy, with compassion to give the benefit of the doubt, to not judge, to forgive, just like He did. And Jesus pointed us to something, actually someone, very specifically. We heard it in our psalm, Psalm 82, defend the poor, the fatherless. See that those who are in need and adversity have what is right. Deliver the outcast and the poor. Save them from the hand of the ungodly. In just these two sentences of Scripture, we are not just asked, it is not just suggested, no, God commands us to physically, emotionally, spiritually help in the separation caused in four different kinds of lives by four different kinds of things. First, the poor, those in physical, emotional, spiritual poverty. We are to get into relationship, to give, to contribute, to encourage, to pray for those who are physically, emotionally, spiritually poor, just like Jesus did. Second, the fatherless, broken relationships and families. We are to get into relationship. We are to care, to encourage, to pray 
just like Jesus did for those in broken relationships. Third, the outcast. Anyone who doesn't fit in or who is oppressed in any way, we are to overcome our own judgmentalism to get into relationship, to give, to encourage, to pray, just like Jesus did. And fourth, the hand of the ungodly. Just like Jesus did, we are to stand against evil by standing for mercy and for justice, by getting into relationship, by encouraging, by sharing, by praying, just like Jesus did. Our yearning, God's tireless work, and Jesus' supreme sacrifice to end separation gets us back to the very heart of God. It reminds us of the huge price that Jesus paid, and it marches us into roll your sleeves up, break down the barriers, love and service to those for whom separation is especially painful. And finally, if you join Jesus this morning in helping to end separation, know that it may not be easy because Satan loves separation, and he uses sin, pride, ego to keep us separated. Listen to this reality check in our gospel reading from Luke. Jesus said, do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, in one house there will be five divided, three against two and two against three, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother. Now, I'll admit this passage has always troubled me, or at least the way it's, it's translated there, because Jesus is about peace, love, and light, right? But he also brings conflict and division. Hmm. Maybe Jesus is just being brutally honest about the reality of division, about the challenge of separation for some people. Pride, ego, unforgiveness, sin, evil, unbelief, and a hundred other barriers are not easy to root out in our own relationship with God and our relationships with others. Some people seem to like keeping those walls up. I did for decades. No wonder it ultimately takes the heart of God and the Son of God and His stupendous sacrifice to end separation. And that is the good news that we get to share. Jesus has ended separation between us and God and between each other forever. All we have to do is trust in that, follow his example, and live it out as best we can. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. 
For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.